Hello and welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. This is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. Now this week's show on Stay in the Loop with Lucy is a bit of a special one. It is Christmas Eve, a time synonymous with particular pictures, be they religious, spiritual, familial, cultural, emotional or physical. Over the years, my perception or picture of Christmas has changed. I experienced it as a child, then a teen, an adult, a parent, and a worker. And how that same time of year changed with each different set of eyes, perspectives, and life experiences has always amazed me. Some were full of excitement, some a blur, some were irritating, frustrating, or made me sad, reflective, and some just seemed to pass me by. So many questions came up about Christmas, about family, about presents, and about our purpose here. Without further ado, let me introduce my guests who are going to unpack some of these Christmas presents here today. I have two superhero guests. One of them is Evan Burrell, who wanted to be a cowboy, an astronaut, and a zookeeper, no less and who offers his service and skills in driving buses, a part-time actor, and works incredibly hard for Rotary on social media, marketing for the Rotary Club of Taramara. Evan's focus is on sharing the depth and breadth of services and the friendships that can be made at the same time. Welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy, Evan. Thank you very much. My second superhero in the studio is Michael Crawford, who wanted to be a bus driver and actually offers his service and skills to the world as an actor and singer. You might remember a very funny series called Some Others Do Have Em, where he took the lead role as Frank Spencer, or more recently in theatre as the actor who created The Phantom of the Opera in London, New York and Los Angeles. He also shares his time and skill supporting charities and organisations that very often don't get that much attention. I've seen him do this with no fanfare and no search for recognition or kickback. And guess what? He's lucky enough to be in, have been part of the most incredible team that brought me into this world. Welcome to the show. Stay in the loop with Lucy, Dad. Ah, it's a pleasure to be here. Lovely to be with you. So, two special guests. Two superheroes in my eyes who do an incredible amount of work in the community and clearly that comes from the way you live your lives because we can't turn on and off that kind of service really and that that zest for life. So bearing in mind it's Christmas Eve, what has Christmas meant for you Evan over the years? Uh, Well for me a time to see the best in people and to see for that small amount of time in the year where everybody is genuinely happy. Uh, you see people caroling, you see people decorating their houses with all the Christmas lights, or the kids are excited to go visit Santa at the shopping mall, and, and, uh, or they're off to the church services if they, if they go to church at that time of the year. And just a real celebratory sort of environment where family get together and, uh, 
you know, argue over roast pork and, and whatever else, and gravy. Do you see it differently from when you were a child to now you have a child? I, that's very true. So uh, when I was a child, Christmas was a very big thing um, in my household and you know, we decorated the tree and uh, and my uh, I caught my father once dressed as Santa Claus at about two o'clock in the morning. Um, putting presents out and uh, and uh, he wasn't overly convincing my, my dad's a very thin man um, <laughs> very, anyway he wasn't convincing whatsoever um, and so you caught him I did on Christmas Eve the excitement's too much um, you want I wanted to make sure that he ate the um, had the we we left that yes. little a little uh, glass of beer and some stuff like that. He he well and truly uh, finished the beer. Weren't, <laughs> weren't you encouraging him to drink and drive, Evan? Excuse me. Well, well drink was it drink milk. and slave? He did pass the message on that Santa wasn't overly keen on milk because he's lactose intolerant. Oh. That was the excuse he was going for anyway. But certainly Christmas now when I got a lot older, well you know, sometimes uh, the sheen wore, wore off a little bit. So you, because you you know. You, you put the same amount of effort into things, and and I sort of worked quite a lot through the Christmas period. But, but now this is my second upcoming to my second Christmas with my son, and uh, I I actually play Santa Claus myself, and I, I've done with my Rotary Club for about twelve years now. I I um I have the fi- I'm not so thin, so I have the figure for Santa, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I I've been Santa for a lot of community carols and things like that. So I've sort of got into the spirit of things, and now with my son, it's it's become even more important. Um, but he's at that at that perfect age, at 19 months, where he is deathly afraid of Santa Claus oh. and anything to do with ho 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 and a big red beard, and he is it's it's, it's, it's his trigger. So I'm pretty sure when he gets to about three, he'll realise that Santa equates getting presents, and I'm sure that will all change. Well, hopefully he equates it with it being you as well, so that way he doesn't. He's not afraid of this strange man that True. is. Everyone, you know, we're all asking him to sit on a strange man's lap. He can True. say he's sitting and having a cuddle with, with Dad. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. very cool. Well. Um, I think I think you've played Santa a number of times and have done a, a few angels in your life, haven't you? Yes, I'll come to that. <laughs> I, I, I did uh, in some others. We did. Uh, I did play the Angel of the Lord uh, <laughs> rather bravely. Uh, and but as a child, I think m- many of our stories out there are the same. That mm. we we have that same image where our parents. If we're fortunate enough to have parents and they, we have love in our household, they will do everything they can to make Christmas very special for us. Mm. Um, uh, th- there are many, many, many uh, thousands who don't have that good fortune. So uh, w- when, I, when I began to get a little older, you're, you're, you become just that little more aware and less selfish. Uh, unknowingly selfish, mm. I think, as a child, because mm. you're, you're you're made to, you, to 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 enjoy every second you can. But uh, as you get older, um, for a start, I I didn't. I started acting when I was twelve, and virtually every Christmas I was working. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christmas is a working time for uh, for anyone in the entertainment industry or hospitality industry, hotels. Yeah, they service the community. Yeah. So we we were always working two shows on Christmas Eve. We'd work on Boxing Day, and oft times you weren't with your family because you were up in the north of England somewhere, and so you wouldn't even get home. 
um, unless you were you'd befriended the only person in the company with a car. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> but it's still an extraordinary time of the year. Uh, I remember one of our childhood memories with when you were I think about uh, twelve, and and your best friend had unfortunately lost her dad uh, that year, and I and I promised him that I would keep an eye on her and make sure uh, uh, times like that or birthdays and things that I was always and she was staying with us for Christmas and uh, you two were sleeping on on the sofa downstairs and there was a circular set of stairs in the in, in the middle of the room I lived in a warehouse in London in Wapping and I was upstairs I woke up in the morning at eight o'clock or seven o'clock knowing that a 12 year old wouldn't be awake quite too early but uh, um, I, I had a pair of, of antlers that I put on my head I remember them well I had uh, I had a nightshirt that was covered in reindeers and I and I had some uh, 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 shorts that were covered in and uh, in reindeers as well, and I got a sack of toys, all the things I'd bought for you, the pair of you, and I started to make my way down the spiral staircase head first as a reindeer on four things, yes. <laughs> and unfortunately I slipped, went uh, head over heels, and this luckily my 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 my. my, my bottom was uh, covered by some reindeer <laughs> pants but this girl was scared she'd never been so traumatized on a christmas in her life an idea that turned that started out to be very good turned well, into a, a bit of a will. horror yes but the goodwill was there <laughs> i was, can tell you it was very anyway funny. gave me an idea for the television show anyway. it was very <laughs> very funny you didn't break the toys did you no i no i didn't break anything Thankfully not <laughs> So if we have a think about the upbringing that we all had and whether it influences what we do for others, you both have worked through Christmas, mm -hmm. which, you know, we, we create Christmas for other people, but we create it on the foundation. I mean, you had, um, Michael, you had such love when you were younger with your mum and your aunties and your nan. I get the impression there's a part of you that feels you want everybody to have that and so there's an embracing of of trying to recreate that for others in at that time of year you're very fortunate and blessed as an entertainer if you happen to end up that way uh, because you deal with so many hundreds or if you're lucky thousands and thousands of people in audiences through the years and you see at stage doors or in letters that they write whether people are doing well or they're not doing well, or they need some help, or they need you as a as a a, a mentor or a guide or someone that they admire, mm. and this will happen to virtually everyone in the entertainment industry who who, who will have people that uh, that that feels strongly about them and will will ask them questions and, and you but you you you're you're invited to go to hospitals and when we did a show called Barnum many years ago we weekly went to a hospital a children's hospital and would entertain uh, the patients the the, the children um, it's it's it, 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 it you saw s some very sad 
things in life. Now, as you said, I had a I had a, a mother, I had aunts and uncles that looked after me when I was a child, and my nan, my my grandmother, and they were such an enormous part of my life that uh, I I think of them still every day. I still think of my mum and my nan every day, and I feel so blessed to have had them. Um, and there are so many that don't have that 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 I had. Um, we had very little money, I might say, but we didn't notice that. Mm. You you uh, you know the generations. You run with what you've got. Yeah. Whatever you've got, you run with it, and you you make something of it. Toys. If you have nothing, you make toys. Your yeah. your imagination makes your life. Mm -hmm. So when I was able to do something, I was always aware of those kids that didn't have that. When I played the Phantom, he is a man as a baby who was never held. These these people that have crossed my paths as characters or, or the gentleness of Frank Spencer, I'm really so blessed that I, I had them happen because they gave me an insight I found the character of Eric in a in a hospital, the, the the one I portrayed. That I felt this child that had never been held, never in his mother's arms had been held, and I couldn't imagine something so awful. So when I did play the part, and at the end, he he picks up Christine's veil and cries into it, "I love you." It, it 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 was the only thing he'd had in his life as a as, as a man. So I could, I it made me weep every night, without fail. It made me weep, and hopefully, you pass that on to the audience. The strength of that, but it's a gift. And whatever gift we have, whatever we do in life, whatever job we have. No, the, the the man that used to be the bus conductor on my bus every morning when I went to work, you know, as a waiter when I wasn't working, he used to make me laugh every day. So his job is as important as the most important politician or whatever whatever great job you may have. Mm. That man was as important mm -hmm. to that busload of people because mm -hmm. we'd wait ten minutes extra to get on his bus. Mm. And and I don't know where he is now. He's somewhere, hopefully, in heaven. And uh, and uh, he, he he was part of my life. So no one is unimportant. Yeah. No matter what we think at times when we're desperately unhappy and, and lonely and don't have much. Um, you, you, you are important to someone. You, and you can, and, and you as an individual out there can do something for someone. And that's what we have to keep going after Christmas. Yeah, you know, it's the puppy. Not, it doesn't it's like just the puppy. stop. You can't, yeah. It doesn't stop. You can't. Yeah. You, that that puppy relies on you. Well, there are people out there that rely on us, and there are organisations uh, that 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 will will that, you know the Rotary Club, for instance, uh, that yeah. will will do stuff for, for 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 people all the year round, and we all all of your listeners. Every single one of them matters that they can do something. Mm -hmm. And in the world, if everybody did something, we'd overcome the great negativity that's, that's all that's around there. us at the we moment. We don't know about the ripple effect, do we? We don't know what that small dot, that small smile, that mm -hmm. small hello, yeah. 
um, how is your day? Are yeah. you okay? Just where that goes if we... When you talk to someone at the checkout thing yeah. and they smile and they're nice to you, you tend to want to go back to that one you because do. there are many older yes, people who yes. don't talk to anyone That's else right. during the day. That's right. They are their contact with life, saying, hello, dear, how are you? Oh, yeah. nice to see you again. You're looking well. I yeah. like your top. You know, yes, you that's a women. great colour on it's, you too. Yes. Yeah. So we are so important to each other. Well, I'm actually working on Christmas Day this year driving well, a bus. Well, how about that? Um, Where and, are you driving, oh, Peter Evans? Can I have a go? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lifelong ambition here. I swear it's, to you that's funny enough, out of all the things I've done over my 20 years of working, it's got to be one of the most enjoyable jobs I've ever done. Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised. It's... it's um, it's look it has its stresses as you'd imagine driving in traffic and all the rest of it but you know you, you get paid to drive in traffic but um, I'm a very uh, gregarious man and I get a lot of um, compliments from regular passengers and passengers being nice hello to everybody as yeah. they get on board and driving carefully and safe and all the rest of it and and it's a very rewarding job yeah um, and it's surprising how connections that being a bus driver has with sort of rotary because you know, there's a lot of older people who drive, and I'm recognised with Rotary, and they don't expect to see me driving a bus. Um, and it's and it's it's actually led to acting work, funnily enough. Really? Um, uh, being a, um, uh, I went for a part last year on a Channel Nine uh, drama series called Hide and Seek, where I played a bus driver whose bus gets hijacked <gasps> with a bomb with a bomb on board. How so, did you cope, Evan? Um, I was. I was, you were spectacular, I was spectacular, you? very calm. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go over 80 kilometres. The bomb didn't blow up. Oh, that's um, impressive. Uh, everybody got out. Got out. Well, the driver, the, uh, the terrorist didn't get out so well. Um, I, he probably forgot to tap on his Opal card. That, well, that would be a big <laughs> error. He didn't pay his fare. So, yes. uh, but it's surprising how, as you say, how different parts of your life can be interconnected. And certainly at this time of Christmas... Um, where it all comes to the fore about bringing joy to others. Mm-hmm. And so on Christmas Day, I I'm, I'm, might not wear my Santa suit, but I'm certainly going to wear my Santa hat. Beautiful. And, and I'm sure there's going to be people who are making their way to their family events or other things mm-hmm. like that. And, and, and to, you know, to make that person feel just that little bit good about themselves, even if it's from a perfect stranger, mm. it's amazing how much, as you say, that can really improve somebody's day or feel that they're important enough for someone, a stranger, to even acknowledge acknowledge them and a couple of years ago uh, on Christmas uh, on Christmas Day my mother and brother and I went out to the Sydney City Mission and fed the homeless and you really do see those people who are struggling in life and it really puts into perspective on how good your life actually is even though we might be having a, a bad time or feeling upset in comparison you know it's 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 world away from what they're living through yeah and and for some of those people who are living it tough on the streets to be thought of on christmas day to have a a a good meal and a more importantly a conversation Mm. with people about and listening to their stories and 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 how they can you know what not so much how improve themselves it's not the, the point of the exercise but just to listen Yes. Um, and I think that's incredibly important to me. And that's why I sort of am involved with Rotary. And, and that is because it's 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 a, an opportunity for me to be able to give back to somebody else and to put a smile on somebody else's face by whatever we do, be it ending polio or, 
you know, um, feeding the homeless or you know, building children's and playgrounds it's organized. or whatever. It's, it's organised, which it's is, organized. It, it is what some people need. Mm. Other people, you can just go and do it. You can volunteer for something about the homeless at Christmas to get the food together, to pack the food together, mm. seek it out, and and especially take your take your youngsters, mm. take your the, the, another generation mm. along so that they can learn what life is like for those who are not as fortunate mm. as them. Mm. I think it is important for parents to show their children what it is to support another and to see how there is more to life than the, the, the than the world that they live mm. and that can mm. show two different sides can't it if you if you're if it's not very functional at home you might actually be able to show some function and some love and what that looks like it, and if you have always been born with love you might actually be able to show what how to support another who hasn't mm. had that who hasn't we been did, hugged we did that as a family we did and look what you're doing now I know see? So the ripple effect I, I'm, I'm so the ripple effect yes. of you <laughs> but you told me this week you were doing something with schools where yeah. you had the, uh, only last week 11 boys from a, from a, one of the big schools yep. here they came and, and I did a service learning project and they asked whether or not um, we would be interested in putting a program together in, in their service learning week where they go into the community and they see different organizations so I, I, I work part-time for an organization called street work and they're an outreach service mm. so it wasn't really going to work in that package but they would work beautifully as part of a package mm. And um, I'm also on the board of an organisation called Hordsby Connect, which is a pop-up shop for the homeless. And I could see these boys going into different organisations, learning about different aspects of being a youth worker, mm. or the things that affect a young person's life when they get a bit... So you took these boys so along to there. these places? Yes, I took them all to these different okay. places. So they went and found out about homelessness with Mission Australia, and then went and worked at Hornsby Connect, which changed so many people's lives. Mm. They saw older people, you know, working their backsides off to, mm. to lift boxes, um, to, to do this pop-up shop for others. And in spite of it's voluntary too. It's voluntary. Mm. And actually they said, you know what, we've got strong bodies and strong mm. muscles, we could do this. Mm. And they mm. thought, they thought, they all said, how can we help more? If we don't introduce young people to those kinds of opportunities, they don't actually appreciate the gifts that they bring, that they take for granted, that another yep. would go, wow, yeah. thank They're unaware you. it exists. The totally unaware. Exists. Mm. Totally unaware. And that week they learned about, um, you know, drugs and alcohol. They looked about simple things like doing a barbecue, but offering food to young people who've been at school and perhaps have anxiety issues and don't eat. They learned about making a fun time for young people to get to know each mm. other. And they learned about what it is to, to create an environment where people can shop so that they can feed their families. So they went from fun to life, life enhancing. And awareness, compassion. And it's very yeah. funny too in, in, um, with the younger generation how, how quickly they get written off nowadays that it's all about them and it's all about the materialistic you know, endeavours and pursuits that they're after and stuff. But in my dealings with a lot of people, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm only 36, but I feel quite old in some respects. But um, those, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, they are actually quite a very generous giving generation. Yeah. Much more so than the baby boomers and stuff because um, the, this generation now are really having to fight hard for 
for the things that the older generation took quite for granted. So the house prices of housing mm-hmm. and the prices oh, of these things, all this yeah. other sort of stuff. It's not, you know, the fact where, you know, people, I suppose, like yourself, Michael and others, back in the day, if you lost one job within within a day, you you walk into another job. Nowadays, yeah, that's yeah. that's incredibly difficult unless you have yeah. all this sort of stuff. So, you know, the opportunities that, that, that you, Lucy, are giving younger people and others through Rotary and all the rest of that sort of stuff, is is being able to see that there are other opportunities than just um, than just the the regular path that most young people are told. It's all about themselves, themselves. Mm. which mm. is what we 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 in a way have to grow up doing because we've got to have direction in our lives. Mm. But to be aware of of others on our journey is is particularly nowadays i think is and the, very and, the necessary. and the ability to take others too on you on the journey yes mm. yes mm. and assist them on that journey mm-hmm. yeah one of the things i notice is that there needed to be a balance now my idea is for that program is to actually include a day at different organizations mm. and actually a day working on rotary projects would be one of the ideas that i would put on for another year and another group but what they also need to learn is how to look after themselves so that they can do that voluntary work, so that they actually have their life in balance. Because if someone is totally giving, and you might have seen this through Rotary, the people give and give and give, and you would have seen it at work in, in your profession, um, when people give so much of themselves and they leave themselves behind, they end up ill and then letting people down. Mm. And that's a really... So then they don't offer because they don't want to burn themselves out. But actually, there's that bit of self-care, the where they look after themselves so that they do have capacity to then have have time to help others. And it also is, it becomes a little bit harder too, even at this time of year at Christmas time, about giving more than what you, you know, have. You know, giving more. You know, yeah. giving 110 percent when you know it's sometimes it's just it's it's yeah. My I mean, my calendar is incredibly busy with the amount of stuff that that we're doing, and so. Yeah. I have to constantly focus. Am I working too much? Am I giving too much? This and and and, and is, is something you know? Am I not looking after myself so much? My guests in the studio today are Evan Burrell and Michael Crawford. It seems odd to keep introducing him so formally, but hey, ho ho ho! Let's go with it for now. For those of you just joining us, we have been talking about Christmas, how it's so much about relationships, how it's about connection, how it's about people, and how some people are creating joy for others on Christmas Day and therefore don't necessarily have their family around them. Now what I've picked up um, from what Evan's been sharing is that Evan you create family on your buses. Everybody who gets on is part of that bus and everyone who gets off feels part of that family by the time you arrive where you get to. Um, Michael what I picked up from you is the closest you've got to driving a bus is hanging off the back of one. However In your theatre companies, when you are creating that joy for others, that's your family. Now, families are the ones who give us our presents. So I'm suggesting that actually the present that we give people, maybe we could talk right now that it's not necessarily something that's tangible. It isn't necessarily the present that we think it is. Because the gift that you give someone that might change their lives is the connection that you give them when they get on your bus, Evan. True. It, 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 instead of um, presents, it's your presence. Ah. <laughs> Good stuff. Your full presence. <laughs> full Love presence. it. For me, family is more than just blood relation. It is, you know, w- how you've conne- um, made the connections with those in the community or those in your workplace or w- wherever. 
if you if everybody treated everybody else in their family way, we probably wouldn't have so many issues in the world as we do today. If we all thought and took a little bit more care of each other and and, and you know put our minds to how other people are feeling and how other people uh, approach um, what happens in the world, I think we would all be a little bit in a better place. And so for me, family is is more than just blood. It's the solid approach to be able to feel good and give back and feel that you are here for a reason and that you have a purpose and nobody's going to show that more than your own than your family mm. to see that you're able to give back and to be thought of and someone to take the time out to give a bit of themselves to you mm. I think also we're, we're it's a pretty tumultuous world at the moment it, it for the for the older people you think the world when I, when I was a child I was born at the end of that second world war and that the, there was a great feeling of camaraderie and everyone was very close people would talk to each other in the street what has happened in the last 50 years it slowly uh, we're going backwards it would seem by the way that the, 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 the disturbances in different parts of the world and they've grown I mean it's now so close to home I live in America a lot of the time and it's horrendous mm. and 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 in England we have all the political uh, upset with Brexit you have we have problems here in Australia uh, there are there are problems virtually all over the world, the Middle East, and 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 it's if you read the papers, that's disturbing, that's mm. upsetting. Mm. You, can, you and you become and so the more you communicate with 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 the people that you can communicate with, the the the, the better things can seem mm. because it it's only by communication. And it's lack of communication that's caused yes. most of these things that Absolutely. have gone wrong. And it's funny It's funny you say in, in regards to the bad news that appears in the papers, you feel so bad lining your birdcage with, with upsetting the birds. <laughs> you know? so, but, but I think it's the constant, you're right, it's the constant sort of negativity that's put out in the world that's making the world upset and depressed. And sometimes at Christmas is probably the only chance where everybody has got an opportunity to be a little bit happier. Yeah. Um, or, or for us to sort of drag our way our ourselves away from the from the phones and from our focus so inward yeah. and I mean there have always been quite a few religions in the world suddenly we're very aware oh well I'm not celebrating Christmas because I don't do this I'm not celebrating there there's this room for us all there has to be room for us all because we're here mm. so yeah. it, it, the, the, the work I mean the, the the Rotary Club is 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 non-denominational. It's not it's not interested in what religion you are. It's it's who you are, what your situation is, and that's what we should be involved in. Mm. That's what that's how we should be doing things that are positive for each other. Mm. And, and it's a, just a fellow human being. And I think that's probably one reason why Rotary is is very successful around the world. The oldest service organisation, 112 years, 113 years. Um, and th and it's due to that fact that it is non-denominational. It is it's there is no segregation. People from all walks of life and all creeds um, are able to be involved in this organisation. All we are looking for is um, someone's ability to be able to help somebody else. And it, and if you're willing to do that, then you're 
Rotary is a perfect opportunity to be able to do that. And for me, um, it's good for your health too. It is good for your health. You always it is feel good better when you people. laugh. It's much nicer to see people out there in an audience laughing than it is uh, yeah. really disturbing them. You've got to survive with 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 with, uh, with laughter. Mm. I think that's synonymous with Christmas laughter mm-hmm. and joy, and we have to bring that. But I love the idea of what you were saying that don't just leave it at Christmas. Let's lay the foundation for perhaps that being something that goes beyond Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when depression rates are so high mm. in January you know that 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 new year hump gosh you that's know. when i was born was it no it's wonder I'm true so yes <laughs> <laughs> let's bring a bit of the humor into it what have you found evan that has been what some of the funnier things that you have seen in your years of service on the buses um <laughs> What's made that's, you that's giggle? Show, what keeps yes, going? It was on the I'll buses. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're older than you're telling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a lot of funny. There are a lot of funny moments in life, and and certainly engaging with the public on a, on a day to day basis, you really do see a, um, an awful strong mix. Of, of, of those people just living their lives and getting from A to B and, and little comedic observations about yeah. about their lives. Essentially, as human beings, what we do and what we think is completely normal can sometimes be completely barky mad to someone oh, else. Oh, and absolutely. that's where your job comes in so well because you observe all of that and then repeat it. In yes, it's taken from real life. Yeah. Some of the best comedy is real life. Well, we, we, but it's very serious. When we did our Christmas special, we had a Christmas special where I was the angel of the Lord. Very serious I mean, moment. Uh, Very tragic serious. for the because he was trying to get he he wanted to be in the Catholic Church and the priest wouldn't have him. I mean they were turning him away, and uh, and and so I I got I I was desperate to be the angel of the Lord in the Christmas pantomime. Didn't you want to be Jesus? First? I wanted to be Jesus, mm, but I was too big you. for it. Oh, yes, right. no, they, they someone <laughs> who was more of a favourite in the church. Oh. They had, and in the end, they had a girl. Oh. as Jesus. Yes, so that was my objection. As Frank, wounded, as I'm Frank, sure. I was wounded. wounded. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 in the end, I got the job as the angel of the Lord, and the 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 the, the different the, the three wise men were there, and the three kings, and and we had a prop man who who took me up on a harness and held me above the manger and would lower me in on cue. And we'd had rather a long supper break and I think he'd had a few too many. He'd been overserved, as they say. <laughs> and he <laughs> lowered me down and, and the speaking say, and behold, the angel of the Lord descends. And with that, he let go of the rope and I came flying down onto the set and on top of this donkey and they held me just before I hit the ground. And of Ow. course, the the truss went straight into my groin area, and I said, "Oh well, that's ruined my Christmas." <laughs> and with that, or everybody on the set started to laugh. The three kings were were all in their beards, shaking, and Michelle Dutrice, who played Mary, wet herself, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely lost it and, che- and they had to stop the show. 
and we got screamed at by the producer for laughing but i mean it was joyous it was beautiful apart from my my yeah you groin i was injured you talk quite highly i that. did i had a very high voice <laughs> you went from, went from <laughs> roll with eight. the bgs yeah he went from a tenor to a soprano <laughs> yes, i could do all the high notes in phantom yeah. <laughs> blessings come out yes. of these moments but 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 it's such a serious business. We, yeah. we, we were making making joy of I mean, the joy I, of Christmas. But I remember we had such fun. Yeah, watching some of them, and you can see all of them on stage, and they're all corpsing each other, really. You know, and I'm not yeah. even on purpose. It's just they're so into their characters, and their characters are so crazy, and you just see these shoulders yes. going. And if you're watching the series back, I think my kids when they watch it, they. They, even though it's a slower-paced comedy than they're used to watching now, the, it's the, not manufactured though. That's that's a good. That no, it real. isn't. It's, it's, it's real. Uh, yes. it's the stunts were all real enough, yeah. so the, mm -hmm. the, they like that. I mean, that's, that's I didn't like that. The, <laughs> they they, like they, that. Uh, they they keep that hang, you know, when you're hanging off the edge of a cliff. How are you coping with your father hanging off the edge of a cliff? Not very well, but hey. <laughs> Michelle's mother mother saw her daughter in this episode when she's hanging off the on top of the Morris Minor, hanging off the cliff, and she never spoke to me again. Wow. She slapped me when she <gasps> saw me. You did that to my daughter, and she yeah. never spoke to me again. Oh my goodness! But Michelle loved it. She was a good. <laughs> she was a good sport. <laughs> it's funny, that isn't it? All these things that we do for our jobs. It has been a very entertaining morning. We've we've touched on some very deep and meaningful things, but equally... Is that I was bad? thinking about you with a thing up there. <laughs> you ruined your Christmas. <laughs> that was deep and meaningful. You're that quite right. It was deep and meaningful, yes. Try doing a radio show with two people who keep giggling, honestly. Now, in terms of service to the community, equally that must be done with humour and with the lightness of being that we have. Um, when I consider what Rotary brings and, and what Rotary offers. I always thought of it, and I'm going to be honest here because I think there'll be people who listen to this who don't know much about Rotary. Rotary to me was a secret organisation which um, excluded women mm. as far as I knew, certainly when I was uh, very little. Rotary has changed, it's evolved. We all have skills that we can offer each other in a community that could be resourced in that way as much as it could be with any other charity but this might be a hub that would be of interest mm. and definitely and, you, and certainly an organization that's been going for as long as rotary has over a hundred years it, it has to adapt and change it has to be able to welcome in people from all walks of life and you know one of the good things recently over in the united states is there's um, a rotary club that's focused predominantly on the lgbtq community mm. and fostering a relationship with those people that identify themselves as as gay to still be able to be involved in a you know a rotary club and, and give back service regardless of of what you do the mechanism is still the same with rotary mm -hmm. is that you're still able to uh, be in an organization with like-minded other people and be able to help those others and that is all that we are looking for service above self. service above self indeed and and it's very much um why I've been involved with it for 20 years is that the, the feeling that you get 
from seeing the smiles on, on faces on those people that you've helped, be it, you know, raising funds for a for a, a children's cancer ward or something like that, or painting over graffiti in the local community and working with your club members and the members of the public and seeing that and are happy that something's being done, or feeding the you know the homeless or going like one thing at Christmas that our club does is we go to the local nursing homes and we 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 visit some of the elderly residents, give them presents, speak to them, sing carols and just give a little bit of joy back in the life and if you wanted to do that by yourself I'm sure you could but you wouldn't have as much impact unless you did it with others and I think that's the key thing with Rotary is that is that there's more people who are just like you who are willing to help others and it it creates your family too Correct, you feel well, you could do family. it on your own mm. but how lovely would it be to do with other people well, when in the entertainment industry if we didn't have gay men and women people from all cultures keep people from all religions we wouldn't have an entertainment industry no absolutely <laughs> but, the, but from when it starts from whence it started i mean it just wouldn't be so the idea i love the idea of of working as a team always whatever you do whatever your job to work as a team you have all these brains and to see I mean I, I went to a rotary meeting the other day here uh, and the the, the the women were you know, were brilliant there were two women who were sort of running things I can't remember the titles of, of the ladies Sue C is our president right the president <laughs> and, and it was but they were superb and they had an energy yeah and they they looked like a team of people well, what, what I love about that is actually the, it changes every year, doesn't mm. it? There's a different president-elect, so there's, everyone has an opportunity right. to do whatever they would like in there. But Male, in, female, young, old. In whatever business, in whatever, there should be that's men right. and women working together and that's they should life, be getting right. the same money too because yes. they do as equally as good a job. It's ridiculous, Yeah, quite absolutely. ridiculous. It's a funny thing, in Rotary, we, you know, we do actually get the, the, um, the same money. We get nothing. Oh, you're excellent. <laughs> Very good. Oh, excellent. Michael, there have been certain charities that you've been drawn to. Probably, I would say, from observing you, some of them are big charities, but actually, I would say you're a real grassroots man, and you have actually set up your own charity, haven't you? You look below the surface. I like working with, with uh, individuals' yeah. uh, to, to cases because they often go under the wire with councils or support, political support. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, therefore, you'll get a child who would be incapable of living a more complete life if they didn't have a computer that they could operate their, with their paralysis, whatever it is. Their, their, um, then there's the, 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 um, the, the child that needs a, a tricycle or the grandparents that need a ramp to help them. There are an awful lot of grandparents now that bring children up because mm -hmm. the parents are... Uh, not capable of doing doing so so I, I'll work with charities that that know of these cases and I've set up my own children's charity about 40 years ago and so I've given a percentage of what I earn every everything I do that goes towards that so that there'll be enough there when I pass on that my great-grandchildren will still be able to do it and I and I that is m one of the most important things to me yeah. that I can pass it on to you both and yeah. that here you are, and and then your children. That I have five grandchildren, 
uh, and you you you're just watching them to see who would be the one will who will pick up the baton and run with it when mm. I go and then when you're not there that, that they'll do it because it's not going to go away so therefore this this I love doing it every year we'll mm. do it once a year we give one amount to all these different kids and there'll be about 250 kids we'll help a year and, and that it's, it's only small yeah it's but not it's enormous that's it mm. it's not big and them. glamorous mm. it's for example I remember reading the letter of a social worker who wrote in and said that this young girl's mother had passed away and was being brought up really well by the dad, but he did, didn't understand her growing body. So she needed um, new underwear and, and bras mm. and um, could was there funds to be able to take her shopping to buy yeah. you know bras underwear sanitary yeah. items all things like That's that and common. and and then it came through the social worker so it wasn't a pressure for the dad to go and do it no. it equally wasn't spent on something that it wasn't intended for no. and it and i that to me is grassroots that i love and it's not and it's something that again that's not an and unusual you give the child dignity you correct do. They yeah. they have none if you if you don't and so you what can you expect you have you want you expect them to have self worth yeah. and to have the correct clothes and the underwear is this is human uh, rights and isn't it isn't here. it funny how sometimes just those little things that we all take for granted we would mm -hmm. never think of. It's something that can change somebody's life. We always think with the big stuff with the charities ending cancer and doing all these mm. massive big things that get a lot of attention. But with something as simple as giving a, a young girl back her dignity yes. has changed her life These you know, are the immensely. things that can go under the mm. wire. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, I've, I notice with a lot of um, children's charities, and I, I don't say this to belittle them, but we do pull on heartstrings a lot. Mm. You know, a cute-looking child or, you know... Um, it's all about cute and what we what we think is worth something. When you when it boils down to it, everyone has some basic human rights that they should be allowed. And it, and if someone isn't dying, but they equally need something that is going to give them the the confidence to be able to go and live a fulfilled life, that is of equal value. Mm. Um, and so I love uh, that is something that I've noticed that you do, and it's taught me to not to measure what I give where yeah. I give it. We have another one called the Sick Children's Trust, which is similar to America's, and you may have something here in Australia, uh, that's similar to uh, Ronnie, Ronnie McDonald's. So what we do that, it's called Sick Children's Trust, but it's yeah. a private thing, so that we supply um, hope, uh, accommodation within the hospital where their child is being treated for life-threatening illnesses. And that way it keeps the family together and and if if you keep the fat, the child near the mother and father and siblings, mm. so we can accommodate them all in one that's amazing one place. And we ha it's it's sadly one hundred percent full. We have nine mm. homes in England, mm. throughout England, and uh, the, I mean, they're ninety nine percent full during a year. Yeah, but w without that, it helps the healing. To mm -hmm. keep a family together helps the healing of a child. Because that's one of the biggest stresses on families, yeah. isn't it? When a child gets sick is that the parents very often will divorce because they yes. can't cope oh, with yes. the travel and yes. the distance and the separated yeah. nature of trying to care. So we've had that for, I've been president of that for 30 years. And it's uh, that's very satisfying. But but, but so, it's, it's so difficult to, to see these tiny 
little creatures <laughs> so sick so yeah. ill and uh, but there are specialist hospitals around the country that yep. we all have and we have to they have to go to those hospitals to survive for the child to survive yes yeah. and you've done a lot haven't you in you've done a lot in in other uh, w with some of the bigger organizations like um, NSPCC. NSPCC. Yes, I did. But, but the, what I found with that, I did, did a place for them to have in um, uh, so, Nottingham. So, so Nottingham, that's it. But I didn't find it as, for me, as rewarding quite because it, it's such a big organisation and I love, I never meet any of these the little, in the ocean. little youngsters, yep. but I, I, I see their cases yes. and I see a photo of them that says this little girl or this little boy needs this to and you look at these faces you um and you your heartstrings are yeah. pulled and you you supply them with what they what they need and and then the parent or the or the carers will write and tell us what it meant and how it worked for them and that's very very one thing that my um club does which to me has to be one of the best projects I have I have worked on. Yeah. It's been going for a long time. It's called the um, Rotary Club of Tarramurra, the Jumbo Flight. Oh, um, yeah. And for the for the clout that Rotary has to be able to approach Qantas, yeah. for them to donate a plane, a Jumbo 747 yes. Jumbo Jet. unbelievable. Qantas Pathfinders to get the fuel and, and to sort out, and then to open up to all the children's, um, either children's charities, so people who, children with uh, severe, severe disabilities mm. who would never normally have an opportunity to fly. No. Um, kids who, who, who are from socio low socioeconomic areas who wouldn't have an opportunity to go on a plane. And we bring all these people together, we pay for their park and we put on, you know, there's clowns and face painting in the yeah. terminal and that stuff, all the club members are there. You know, organizing amazing people. amount of they volunteers. Get, they get the, the check-in cards and everybody and the, yeah. everybody we board the plane on the 747 the plane is just full to the brim with kids and all the Qantas staff uh, the, the hostess and all the rest of it they're all giving up their time for free the pilots giving up the time for free he's taking his hat off and jacket giving it to the kids to try we take off from the airport um, fly over Sydney Harbour and we get permission which is incredibly um, rare yep. for us to fly so low over Sydney Harbour and he dips the plane to the right for the see the kids see the Harbour House Harbour Bridge dips it to the left so the other side get a go yep. and fly out and and then all the kids get out of their seats and they go up and sit in the first class seats and they get the, put the seats down the recline and we're only up in the air for about an hour and a half but it, the kids are just it's the most amazing thing yeah. and and to see the happiness and the smiles when we land and uh, you know and without this and without rotary us and in some respects Qantas but certainly without rotary facilitating this so many people would miss out on this mm. this perfect opportunity and one of the great things that that just recently when we did it was there was a, a mother who um, actually flew on the, the the rotary jumbo flight about 25 years ago and brought her son who was had a severe cerebral palsy and uh, and seeing the same uh, feelings that she had that he had about just this opportunity to fly in a, fly in a plane and for me this is the reasons why I certainly am in Rotary but this is the reason why I help people because it just feels good mm. and more so at Christmas 
you know, because th that's when people are more in such a time of need. But th you cannot beat the feeling of a smile and knowing that you've helped somebody else. Mm. Well, it's a great gift to give this Christmas baby to someone, get someone, mm. get someone uh, energized and, and incentivized to, to do something to help somebody else. Just one, just one. So on that note, thank you very much. Thank you very much for being part of this today, of joining me in the humble Triple H 100.1 FM studios. Really appreciate it. And our pleasure. Can we just wish everybody a Merry Christmas for tomorrow? Yes. Merry Christmas. Hope Indeed. It's a happy ho, ho, ho. I'll be coming down your chimney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I promise he'll be wearing his shorts and he was not going to fall down the stairs. Oh my lords! Ah, oh, just thank you so much. It's been it's been a pleasure. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of the episode. It's it seems so short, and that you only got a glimpse of of the father that I see. But I do feel that you got a flavour of both what Evan and Michael intended to bring in that interview. It's all about connection, isn't it? connection that we have from when we're growing up from that we take into our lives that we have with other people something I talk about all the time on my show so it's really lovely that each of my guests brought it today so to close remember that regardless of what has or is happening to you in your life you are and always will be you and you are amazing the key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so that you can recognize when your body is trying to tell you something's not quite right and then seek support with the appropriate support service be that mental or physical health look for support in the community because it is there i'm going to be off for a couple of weeks but but don't worry I'll be back in the studios in the middle of January. Take care. Look after yourself. Till that, till next time's show, remember to take a moment to look after you. Connect with the amazing people in our community. Be kind, be caring, be love, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.